Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 187, recorded live on Sunday, January 9th, 2011. And here are your hosts, the man who just got done dealing with robots, Dave Play. Hey! The man who just got done watching Wrath of Khan. Khan! Andy Lowe, hi. And the, our guest this week, the man who just got done doing some work for FFX360.com, Jay. What's up? Come you have on. such a hard time saying that, Andy, don't you? I do, and I... F, 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 you start F, out with FFFFFX. S, 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 F, F. Andy, abbreviate sound effects. FX. Yes. See? No, that would be just facts. Sound effects. Sound FX. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. No, that's a good start. That's a great start. Okay. SFX. Now, there we go. There oh, he's golden. Uh, it's just all the time we spent with the the TV and the radio and the production stuff. It's just FX, and then it's it's, it's taking that FX, and then it's just flipping it around, and that's what my and, no. It's, you're not flipping anything. You're adding an S to the front of it. <sighs> if you need to pause, pause. Just go S FX. I could do that. S F X dash three sixty dot com. Do you do you say the dash or do you just go? I don't only just say S F X three sixty dot com. I only say the dash when I'm saying the URL. Okay. So if I just let's see there is I, a dash. Yeah, in a the dash URL, URL there is a dash. But if you Google, I'll tell you where you have to figure it out. Google S F X three sixty. It'll it'll jump right up at the top. Yeah. Oh, you have a Twitter. We do. I they have many Twitters. In fact, I've been a friend of someone my own Twitter and for a while. I met her at PAX. Who? What? Jess. Who'd you meet? Jess. Jess. Oh, yeah. Jess is awesome. Yeah. I think I have her business card still. But all my business cards had fallen off the desk earlier. Um, all of my I... business cards are SFX. Yeah, we have like nice professional ones. But I also have one that I got made at Moo.com that uh, has a picture of me with the fake mustache on from Prime on the nice. one side of it. Oh, so, mustaches. I what, love fake mustache. Jay, what, what is SFX360? SFX360 is a massively, massive gaming site, and it, it's growing every day. Um, started out in southern Florida. Ross and Julie started it back in 2007 as just a little gaming group for local locals to southern Florida. And when they started putting up the site, they started getting more and more uh, people that wanted to write from from all over the country, and it just boomed from there. Since then, they've done stuff. We've done stuff like uh, Chicago Comic Con, New York Comic Con, PAX Prime, uh, E3. Um, what's a consumer electronics show? Uh, yeah, CES and uh, PAX East. And at PAX East last year, uh, New York Comic Con and. PAX East in March this year. We've also done a, an event called Gamers Gone Wild, where we partner with the website Too Old to Play. And it's just a blast. It's like a four-hour event at a local bar. We have giveaways. We have all sorts of craziness. And at, this year, it's going to be at uh, the MKT in Boston from 8 to 8 p.m. till 2 a.m. on the Friday of PAX, which I don't have the proper date for, which is March, March March eleventh. Oh, okay, I thought it was, eight, PAX was eight, earlier in March. Nope. March eleventh, eight p.m. The MKT, which is just a uh, just up by Fenwell Hall, so it's about a mile mile and one point three one point four miles away from PAX. 
We're going to be spinning music all night, doing giveaways. We have some crazy stuff that we've posted on the Saturday, and then we have some details that are a little more under wraps that I won't talk about here. Like, we have a, the Tron. They, the company made a Tron version of the Xbox 360, and they're donating it to us to give away at uh, Gamers Gone Wild. Ooh. They actually don't need it to, to too old to play, but and uh, the benefits below the, any any uh, uh, the money goes to uh, extra life. Ah, okay. I would have I personally would have picked Child's Play because it's packs and it's their thing. But you know, as long as kids are getting help, that's all I care about. Oh, hey, it's going to a good cause, no matter mm-hmm. what. So, um, for those of us who remember, Jay was actually on the massive, massive, Pax. massive post-packs post-packs episode. Oh, those post-packs! Which I still episodes. have not seen the video from because Mike is still going through videos from uh, from Pax from Pax Prime. He's still going through those videos, so he hasn't had a chance to put up the uh, the massive podcast video. <laughs> well, he's on IRC. We could just keep bugging him. I do bother. I bug him every day. I'm like, hey, Mike, where's the video? Hey, Mike, where's the video? He's like, dude, I put up like six trailers for uh, Salmon Security. I'm like, I don't care about that. I want, I want the massive podcast video. Make that happen. Oh, and I got an IMDb page out. Don't care. Podcast video. Go. <laughs> but I'm doing no, 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 Mike. No, you're bad. You're bad. You you put up podcast video. And you've also been guesting on Epic Default. Yes. I'm like their third member now without any of the actual credit. Like, without actually being a member. Mm. I think that just makes you a member, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's like if you're at my house for more than like five times, I, can, I don't get stuff for you anymore. You're just, you get your own stuff. It's the same kind of thing. <laughs> You you all know how it is. If somebody's been at your house so many times, it's like, no, I'm not getting you a drink. Go get your own drink. You're no longer a guest. I'm just trying to think of the last time that I was at Dave's apartment. <laughs> you're trying to think if you're a guest or not. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, what would you think? Uh, it was a recording. Yes. Or what, do I think that you're still a guest at my place? Yes. Yes, only because I expect to be treated as a guest at your place. <laughs> It's because you've never been to my place, and so. you guys are in the same state. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how so I don't is, know the distance between the places. Do you know how long it takes to drive from one corner of Michigan to the other? Oh, is that the distance? No, no. Well, we're we're only like two hours away from each other, but still, to go from one corner of Michigan to the other, to go from southeast Michigan all the way to the west side of the Upper Peninsula. Oh goodness! If you're talking UP, that's a whole. Oh. It's like a fourteen-hour drive. Yeah, actually, technically going up to the point up by uh, Houghton, Texas. Pennsylvania is only about a five, six-hour drive to get across the entire state, and it's a fairly large state. Yeah, that's, well, that's if you're taking the interstate. Michigan is huge. It's just you don't think about it because when you think of Michigan, you either think of the Lower Peninsula or the Upper Peninsula. You don't think about the two of them together. And there's also no diagonal. No. Well, there's that 96. And then. Oh, the, that and my, all my experience from Michigan is uh, driving east to west across it over the uh, Lower Peninsula, which takes no time at all. Yeah, it takes like two and a half, maybe three hours. Yeah, not bad. I'm debating on opening this hot sauce that I got for Christmas tonight. 
No, my friend, uh, my friend got me this really funny T-shirt uh, with a picture of all of us on it, like me and my other friends, and then he also got me this hot sauce called White Zombie, and it's got uh, carrots, onions, papaya, pineapple, uh, brown rum, lime juice, a mountain of peppers and spices, and all sorts of craziness in it. It's supposed to be super, super hot because I like spicy food. I like spicy food up to a point. Like I'm a fan of hot wings. Like my but, my my go-to snack, and it's what I'm eating right now, is wasabi nuts. Oh, jeez! I have wasabi-coated peas. Mm. I, I eat wasabi nuts like it's candy, and my friends are my friends call me insane. I'm mm-hmm. just really happy because recently the popcorn place at the mall uh, they put all their wasabi nuts on a buy one get one free for like six dollars a bag. So I bought like five bag five six bags. Uh, is wasabi a version of horseradish or? Similar, okay. It, it, it's not the same. Uh, they are both plants. <laughs> they are both roots. Oh, they're it's part of the same family as horseradish. Yes, and cabbage. Cabbage isn't spicy. Yeah. Oh, it depends on what cabbage you get. Uh, there's a restaurant out here, Jay, that uh, has like every month hot sauce taste tests. Well, I know that right around the same time as. Um, PAX East, Boston has the Hot Food Festival. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if I would PAX combine any- PAX with hot foods, though, because... Then they start sweating, and you got that weird uh, hot food sweat going on. And Yeah. You have to carry the Kleenexes, because it just, like, just clears out your sinuses. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could really go for some hot wings right now, but I don't have any. We're trying a new recipe tonight. It's going to be a London broil with a mahogany sauce. I don't know what the heck a mahogany sauce means, but oh well. It would be a sauce that would be based off of mahogany wood. There's no mahogany wood in the sauce, though. Well, then I don't know why. Maybe it's the color. I don't know. Mahogany sauce. I don't what know. What does Wikipedia have to say about a mahogany sauce? <laughs> Dave, we're not allowed to just randomly go through Wikipedia. That's what I do for everything, though. You know, that's that's a rabbit hole we don't want to go down. That is the source of all knowledge, though. I did get stuck in Wikipedia for like four hours the other day because I, uh, I got a Kindle for Christmas. And oh. here's my policy. Is if you don't want to take my money for the format I get in, I'll give it to you, just not as much. So I got a monthly subscription to something parody of... Um, every comic to come out in that month in a Kindle format, and so I had to catch up and figure out what was going on Green Lantern, because Green Lantern's one of my favorite comics. So I went to Wikipedia and wound up getting stuck in Wikipedia articles about various things in the Green Lantern for four hours. Mm. Yeah. Green oh, that- Lantern will suck you into Wikipedia. Most things will you suck you into to, Wikipedia. You move over to Duck Dodgers. In the 21st and a half century? 2023rd? 20, 20- Third and a half, I think. And then, yeah. like, ten hours later, you're on some random article, and you have no idea how you got there. Go through your history. Oh, I loved that. That Duck very... in the 24th half century. Uh, 24th, and it was 20-something. There was that episode where he accidentally got um, how, how Gruden's... Uh... Yeah, well, that's why I said that it, it you, lead, you lead from Green Lantern into uh, Duck Dodgers. Wasn't there a contest at PAX where we had to try and go from the Will Wheaton article... 
to cannibalism or something like that using only mouse clicks? Someone did it in like three clicks. Yeah, I think it's. I actually, there's a thing uh, where it's a six degrees of separation, uh, six degrees degrees of Kevin Bacon website. You can put in any two artist to any two actors, and it will automatically run their connections. I think I did uh, Will Wheaton to Charlie Chaplin in four connections. We used to do that at Best Buy when we were bored, when there was nobody checking out. We would all just play the uh, Kevin Bacon game with each other. It's really sad when they would come up with this like, level 6 connection, and then they would ask him what it is and be like, oh, it's this one to this one to this one. And they're like, oh, I forgot about that guy. It's uh, oraclefbacon.org. You can enter in any two actors, and it will find the connections. Uh, turns out Kevin Bacon's not actually the best actor to be Kevin ba- uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. I forgot who really? it is, though. Yeah, there's there's one actor when they ran the uh, stats that actually is the best actor. Because he has there the lowest I just average did Will amount. Wheaton to David Carradine in uh, Two Jumps. David Carradine was in Big Stan with Jennifer Morrison, who was in Star Trek with Will Wheaton. Let's see if my Google foo can uh, tell me. Ah, Speaking of Green Lantern, by the way, are you guys excited at all for the movie? No, no. God, no. Everything I've read about that movie, everything I've seen about that movie, tells me that they destroyed everything about Hal Jordan. And you don't want to know what's really messed up about it? They used the exact same actor to destroy one of my favorite characters that they used to destroy another one of my favorite characters. Don't get me started on on putting him in comic book roles, because then you're going to get me going on a rant about Deadpool. (laughs) Oh, Dennis Hopper. There we go. Ryan Reynolds plus a comic book movie equals destruction of everything. What about um, Seth Rogen in The Green Lantern? Actually, that one looks really... uh, Seth Rogen in The Green Hornet, you mean? Yeah, what? The Green something. That actually looks like it might be entertaining. I'm probably going to check that one out. Green Hornet, Green Lantern, Green Arrow. It looks All of them like coming Seth out Rogen humor, but not over-the-top Seth Rogen humor. Mr. Green. Depends on which Mr. Green you're but talking my, about. My, my favorite Dogs Seth Rogen cool. role will always be as the pimp in uh, Fanboys. If you I haven't, haven't actually seen, seen Fatboy. I've, I've heard about it. We talked about it on the podcast before. If you, yeah, if you haven't seen it, you need to check it out. It's one of my top five favorite comedies of the modern, like, last five years, last five, ten years. Right, like, so, because at one point he's going on about a statue. He's like, "Now see, my next one is I'm going to get is I'm going to get Jar Jar and Anakin. They're going to be back to back giving the peace sign because you know the friends." <sighs> <laughs> I think you just hurt Andy's emotions. <laughs> well, that's the entire concept of the movie. It's they're trying to steal Episode One from Lucas Ranch, yeah, or from Skywalker Ranch. Mm-hmm. So it takes place in this. Time before everybody knew what the travesty of the prequels were. <laughs> yep. Oh, that time we were thinking, yay, new Star Wars, before we thought, oh, God, new Star Wars. George, and now we just go, oh, God, no more. <laughs> Me with a belt. <laughs> so I'm trying to think if there's any connection to movies on our list. Um, I don't see any. Nope, we're just going off on a tangent. All right, Dave. That's going to happen a lot today. Pick a topic. Oh, here's one about DVDs. Uh, Which one? iTunes feature aims to outdo DVD. Oh, yeah. Turns out they are kind of sneaking this into iTunes now. But if you um, rented a movie from iTunes, it came with actual, basically special features on the iTunes movies themselves. So they're trying to, I guess, usurp DVDs. And my connection to the article is not working. Damn it. (laughs) 
<laughs> Good job, Andy. Oh, that's my internet connection. That's all right. We've got so many topics we don't need to spend that much time on that one. So, I don't know if I want it. it it's a neat idea to put special features on there. But I think the first thing that any digital distribution for movies, whether it's Netflix or iTunes or Zoom, needs to focus on is uh, getting captions in their movies. Like closed captions? Yes. Because they don't have those on iTunes? I know they don't have them on Netflix. So I don't know if I, I never rented a movie from iTunes. I just know that on Netflix, watch instantly, there are no closed, no closed captions. That seems like it would be an easy addition to it because it's just text files. You're streaming text? Yeah. Hmm. Because it bothers me because, one, it's not so much me unless I'm uh, doing other stuff where I, I'll need to read them. Like, the only time you'll see closed captions on Netflix is if it's a foreign film. Yeah. Which is but, more uh, subtitles. Yeah. But aside from that, uh, there's nothing. And, like, my best friend, my best friend has mild hearing loss from his deployment to Iraq. So he needs subtitles. Otherwise, he has to have his TV up really, really loud. <laughs> Oof. And then there's people that are just deaf that yeah. can't use any of these services because that, that have to buy DVDs because they can't they can't uh, hear. They need the they need the subtitles and the captions. Man, that would. I'm just thinking like most of the movie theaters. I'm not sure if Kalamazoo 10 does it where we're at. I don't know. Some movie theaters have special uh, glasses that they can give the the um, hard of hearing to actually be able to see closed captioning is on the screen. Without putting uh, that, that is a technology I will refer to as magic. <laughs> yeah. Laura and I actually have walked out of a movie because there were subtitles. Really? Closed captions. Uh, it's too distracting. It, it takes you know, like, a little we while. Understand. Well, we understand some people need them, and we, we fully appreciate that, but we don't. And, it, you know, if I want to watch the cinematography of a movie, it's really distracting to have text floating down there. <laughs> it takes... Um... It takes a little while, because I, I, too, was not a fan of subtitles when we first did it, because we had to watch a bunch of foreign films in my film appreciation class, and I was always complaining about how the subtitles were taken away from the movie itself, but after, after a little while, you don't really, you notice the subtitles, because your eyes will still read it, but you'll get used to it, and so you'll be able to kind of do like a flicker motion with your eyes. I think, my big thing is... Um I hate about foreign because I watch a lot of foreign films because a lot of them have subjects that I actually care about, like steampunk. Like a lot of uh, the best steampunk movies are all foreign films, like Chronicles of Vidoc. Now, a lot of people try to watch these movies with dubbing, which is just horrible. Ninety percent of the time, the dubbing is just bad. So I've gotten very used to reading subtitles, like with that movie, Chronicle, um, City of Lost Children, that those kind of movies. That uh, subtitles in regular movies doesn't really bother me anymore because I'm just so used to seeing them. Yeah, it just it just takes time to get used to reading subtitles. That's that's all it is. It's just time. Yeah. So speaking of foreign lands, yes, in France, I'm gonna go in life. What I'm waiting for? Oh, we're going to France. <laughs> I was hoping we were going with France Japan. with Ubisoft or different France. Um, different France. Damn. Sorry. Okay, um, go on. In France. In France, in a specific city in France, Toulouse, with my horrible pronunciation. But um, it's the Toulouse. Yes, fourth largest city in France. They have been taking technology from the um, French version of the NASA, CNAS. I don't want to even try and pronounce that in French. 
Mm-hmm. The Center um, for National Space Studies. Yeah. CNES. Um, sure. So and console. Yeah, it actually, well, it's an NES with a C in front. Exactly. So, yes, it will. The color that. Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> I was thinking more of the compact Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, no, I was going the racist route. Good for you, Dave. Good for you. Well, we're already talking about the French, so the groundwork was kind of laid out there. Oh. I was trying to figure out what you guys were looking at. Now I now I see it. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, space it. to parking spaces. Um, they are using the technology and some of the sensors to bury into parking lots and city streets to find out where the open parking spots are in the town. Mm. So then you can get the information sent to your smartphone to say, "Oh, there's a parking space open here, and now that there's one open here." Awesome. And the government is actually really into this because, I guess, if you occupy the same space for more than six hours, you're now illegally parked, and they can ticket you. So now they don't even need to send out a meter maid to check. They'll just know yeah. that this car has been parked here for more than six hours. In fact, they, is, if they centralize the system well enough, they only need to send... In fact, they don't even need to send a meter maid out. All, send a meter maid out at all. Uh, if they can just capture the license plate. Ah, add some uh, British CCTV sort of thing. Yeah. Or if you're going to use the sensors to show up in parking spaces, you already know where the car is. And if you register the technology with the individual cars that are released, then you'll know this car is in this space. Ooh, I like it. You could even go one step further. You could link it to a credit card. It will automatically charge you. (laughs) I don't like that because then I can't... can't, um, I can't say I wasn't. I, I'm. I can't. I can't plead not guilty when I already charged him a credit card. Mm-hmm. No, you you just park and it charges you. Huh. It. We're thinking the big thoughts here on our yeah. podcast. The big thoughts on how to stick it to the little man. Mm-hmm. I love how they I, say I that. I have a friend who never pays meters, and he figures out he's still money ahead given all the tickets he's got. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because they only ticket you once. It's a ten dollar ticket. If you get ticketed, yeah, if you're there once every ten hours, you park your money ahead. It just got It's twenty five here. <laughs> it's twenty here, but if you pay it the same day, like if you take the ticket when you get it over to the courthouse and just pay it, it's like ten bucks. Is it? No, I thought it was even. Oh, because it's within the first twenty four hours. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Gotcha. So he figures he's still money ahead, and I think he might be right. Hmm. All right. Do you want to go with Ubisoft with the French, or do you want to continue with cars? Well, let's do the French. Okay. Just get so like how the podcast works. It's like a wiki hole. Yeah. <laughs> you just go from one thing, and you find the six degrees. The link to the next one. So, um, there was the problem with Assassin's Creed and the DRM. Which you that must be connected to the internet at all times. If you don't, oh. it will kick you out of the game. Yada yada yada. That and then problem. people. I yeah, love then, the title of this article. I just say this right now because of that meme. Anytime I see backtrack, I see backtrace <laughs> because of that video. So I'm reading it as Ubisoft will backtrace your internets. <laughs> that's an. I don't. Man, that's an old one. It's not too old. It's from last year. Well, yeah, but. In internet time, it's still... Yeah. Internet time, it's ancient. Yeah. But um, Assassin's Creed 2 and Splinter Cell Conviction for the PC, 
you're finally able to play them without a persistent internet connection. You still have to authenticate it originally when you install the game, Mm -hmm. but it will no longer kick you out of the game if your internets go down during the normal play. Thank God, because we know how unstable my internet connection is. Yes, and we know what happens. Ubisoft needs to look at it from the Steam format, which is, yes, we've verified it online when you install it. After that, whatever, offline mode, have a blast. Yeah. But there's still no word on the other... um, Settler 7 and Silent Hunter 5. Um, what is Silent Hunter 5? It's a sub-based. It's the sequel to Silent Hunter 4, clearly. And the prequel to Silent Hunter 6? There is yeah. no Silent Hunter 6 yet. <laughs> it's oh, coming. I bet you they're working on it. <laughs> it's on a drawing board somewhere. But it's a World War II submarine simulation game. It's been around a long, oh, yeah, long hey, time. Sharks. Sharkpedos in, in Silent Hunter 6. You heard it here, folks. Torpedoes that are sharks? Yes. These submarines will fire sharks. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't do very well against other submarines. Because you just... Against small children, that would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you would just, you'd just see the sharks just go... And people are like, what was that? I think that was a shark, sir. <laughs> I suppose if you hit their like external microphones, that would be effective, but... <laughs> it would be far more effective. Shark guts it. everywhere. <laughs> it's so horrible. <laughs> what was that, Jaws? <laughs> Sir, we're out of sharks. Fire everything we've got. Start with the cook. Start with a <laughs> torpedo. Wait, why didn't we just use those before? Because <laughs> we had the sharks. We had to get and rid of them. Shark guns will always make me think of... The submarine? Uh, speaking of shark guns, anyone remember... Um, oh, what was that game? Original Xbox... Uh, it had a shark gun in it. Oh, a shark gun? Yes, I, there was a game where you shot sharks from a out gun. of a gun. Not like a gun to shoot at sharks, but a gun that Armed shoots and out sharks. Armed and Dangerous had a shark gun. <laughs> it shot sharks. Yes. Oh my! It, it, what would happen is you'd fire it and it dro- and it looked really small and it would drop into the ground and then it would go out to the nearest bad guy and all of a sudden you see this giant massive jaws looking thing come out of the ground and eat them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sometimes you don't need realisticness when you have video games. Well, that was the entire point of of, of Armed and Dangerous, to be super ridiculous. Like, uh, they also had another thing where you'd jam it in the ground and the entire world would turn upside down and your character would hang on to it, and the enemies would fall into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's... You guys, for you guys, I'm going to paste a video of a shark gun in the Skype chat right now. You guys have to look at this later, <laughs> Okay, I will add it to the... Dave, you want to add it to the topics? Yeah, I can do that. I'm logged in. Okay. So speaking of sequels with Silent Hunter 5, somebody went through and tried to diagnose what makes a good sequel using the Metacritic uh, averages for scores for the games. Interesting. Yeah. What was what were the results? Well, I'm waiting for the website to load, but they were looked at uh, Gran Turismo 4 and Gran Turismo 5. Takeaway from that was don't take six years to make a sequel. <laughs> really? Yeah. Valve, you hear that? <laughs> oh, episode three. Sad. Episode three, nothing. I'm still waiting for... Uh... Well, yeah, I guess Episode 3 now. Never mind. I was thinking Half-Life 3. Well, they got to finish up Half-Life 2, Episode 3 first, and then you can get to Half-Life 3. But uh, into summary of this, 
Don't spend too much time in development. Six years. Don't change your engine every so often, or change your engine every so often. They talked about Fallout in that. Try to keep the same team. Bioshock, where they lost their lead designer. Yep. Don't get rid of the parts of the original game that people loved. Um, it's at Star Wars. I, I will also make an addendum to this entire list, which is uh, don't put a secondary character that is ten times better than your main character, a.k.a. Dog. Gordon Freeman didn't have to do anything if they just sent Dog. Hadn't thought about that. Yeah, neither did I. Dog was it. fun, though. Dog could do anything that Gordon Freeman could, plus he was a robot. Dog couldn't fit through small spaces. He didn't need to. He'd just make the space bigger. He's, he's a <laughs> robot. Robot, remember this. <laughs> Super strong robot. There dog, were times well, where dog I think Dog... had problems getting captured in, in the Citadel. He wouldn't be, have gotten captured. Once again, proving my point, that Dog was better dog than Gordon better. Freeman. <laughs> Dog is the superior entity. Exactly. There was no reason for them to go, hey, Gordon, we need you to do the stuff. They'd just been like, dog, go get him. I he throws he a car across a 60-foot chasm. Gordon went and did it. Like, that game is so filled with circumstance and accident. It's just like, oh, you happened to go and blow up this base. Good job. Well, that was the original Half-Life game, which just seemed like a bunch of accidents and happenstance. The original Half-Life game was just trying to get the fuck out of there. Which was a lot of accidents and happenstance. It was like, oh crap, we just opened an alien portal and everyone's dying. Which was a lot of accidents and happenstance. Even though uh, G-Man helped you out a couple of times. I hate yeah. that guy. Well, but that's the thing is, is how much of this is accidents, how much of this is actual, how much of this is you have no control over your life. Mm. How much of this is the man behind the curtain? Ooh. And we come back to Bioshock. <laughs> yep. <sighs> now, Andy, think- would you kindly pick the next topic? Well, talking about Bioshock, which was, I do believe, was that in released by EA? In some form? Sure, we'll, we'll, we'll say oh, it, it was, was 2K. It wasn't. Oh, it, no, it was 2K, wasn't it? Yeah. Damn. Bioshock is 2K. I'm looking at a 2K business card right now. Link. You just ruined yeah, his Yeah, sorry, Andy. Thank you. I did. I broke the chain. We don't have any 2K-related items. But anyway, um, so we always know about EA shutting down old servers. Yes. Well, it seems they are shutting down a lot. There's a list of, three, I'd say, probably two dozen or so oh, no. games here that are getting shut down. Which, if you think some like old games would make sense. So, like, NCAA oh. Basketball 08. They're shutting down NCAA F? Yeah, they're shutting down NCAA Football 07. Okay, that one would make sense. And 09? Most of them make sense until you get to things like 2010 FIFA World Cup. Yeah. Well, but they're shutting that down only for... The uh, Wii and the PSP. The demo one I can understand, but the Wii and PSP one, not so much. It's... But if you're thinking, like, okay, I've got this brand new game. I bought this game with the understanding that I'd be able to play it online with Andy. Yes. And then EA goes, um, sorry, we're going to shut it down. Hey, I have achievements that I need to get for that. I know. You have until, um, well, you probably don't play in February 8th. February 8th, yeah. You have that time to get your online achievements. Otherwise, it'll be like Madden 07 and 08. 
Yeah, like I said, I have no problem with them shutting down servers for a wicked old game that nobody plays anymore because the pri- their primary market is going to buy the new game every year. Yeah, It's nice yeah. that they've kept these servers up for the last four years. So reduce the servers or, you know, like don't upgrade them, but don't shut them down. Servers cost money, friend. Servers cost money. We're not leaving a magical freedom. They should have thought of that before they provided a free online matchmaking system. (laughs) Well, what's ridiculous is some of the things, though, is... um, Or even better, if you'll excuse me, Andy, even better would be release a patch to the game, since they can. That lets me host a server. Then you open the doors for modding, hacking, and everything else. What do they care? They're writing off the game anyways. That is true. Touche, sir. Touche. That's the way EA rolls. I wonder if there'd be a way to hack it so you could host your own server. I'm sorry, I had to play devil's advocate. No. That's okay. So speaking of EA just football... Devil, just not in this case. The um, Yes, go on. Remember the argument that somebody was trying to sue Electronic Arts over price-fixing for Madden back in yes. 2005, I do believe. Um, well, it's now gone to... Uh, it's been approved to be a class action lawsuit against EA for price fixing. Nice. So, um, if you're... If you actually own um, Madden 05 or NCAA or football 05... Essentially what the, the, the suit alleges is that, that EA is using its control over the NFL and all that stuff when it comes to video game licensing and to go, hey, you're going to pay this price and nobody's going to say anything. You, you can't say anything. Sorry, that's just the way it is. Well, mm-hmm. that's they now basically have the same price for all video games. Or Yeah, no. but this, this goes back to like 2005. What's amusing to me is that this is just like, half the lawsuit because there's someone else who's suing the NFL about this contract with EA saying that you can't do that. Well, the other problem is is this isn't just an EA thing that's going out all throughout the media, the media industry. Like, um, there's a lot of fixing like this going on that I remember reading about in time two months ago about, uh, DVD versus, um, instant access sites like Netflix, Amazon On Demand, and Zoom, all that stuff, that says they have to set this price, and they cannot release anything for instant viewing for like uh, two, three months, until two, three months after the DVD was released, and the direct TV and all the pay-per-view stuff is gone. Oh, that's, yeah, we, it's, that's not a new argument at all. It's all about the agreements and who's got who over a barrel. Oh, sad times. And, and the consumer pays a little more. Though. What's the last line on it? The suit has asked for trial by jury. Ooh. On a corporate law case, that's very, that's actually not that normal. Right. And how, I love it because no jury is going to, like, the American people will be anti-corporation. My only question is, you're suing a corporation, and it's supposed to be a jury of your peers. Your peers. <laughs> Do you get no, a bunch a, of... A corporation is a person in legal terms. Yeah, it's one guy in, in legal terms. So you can't. You, it, how can so you have a jury of your peers if you're a corporation? As yeah, peers. Corporations get treated as one entity. One. So guy. who's who's on your jury? You've got Coca-Cola, Walmart. Does that mean a corporation can get picked for jury duty. All of Walmart gets called in for jury duty. <laughs> oh. 
have to have that trial in the uh, in, in a football stadium? <laughs> How many people calling? I'm sorry, Coca Cola called in sick for jury duty today. I thought about volunteering for it just to get it out of the way for jury duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually I wanted to do jury duty. I got called in. I got accepted, and then that's because you're a good man, Tony. You've got a fine, upstanding more. Oh no no no, Tony. Duty. No, I mean, Tony. Anthony. Andy. Andy. Oh, got, not Anthony. Got, no, no H either. Right. It's Anthony. Andy. <laughs> or Andy. Andy. You're fun of standing president. You've got a high uh, moral compass for civic duty. That, that's what I like about you. I, I kind of felt bad, though, because I had to call in, though, because I was coming back from PAX at the time. <laughs> so I'm like, look. And it was over Labor Day weekend, so I couldn't call them on Monday because the place was closed. Uh, I, was to call, I called them up. I'm like, look. Um, I'm not going to be able to make it because I was on vacation and I'm not going to be able to get back in time. I would have called you guys sooner, but you were closed because it was Labor Day. The worst part is a lot of the times the courts don't really want to hear it. Like, you want to hear something really hilarious to me? They fined my dad about a year and a half ago because he couldn't make jury duty. The reason is is he lives about two hours north of Philadelphia. He has no car. They called him for jury duty in Philadelphia, and he said, guys, I can't make it. They're like, well, make it or get fined. You can be held in contempt of court. I'm like, he's like, but there's really, like, there's no way I can get, like, what? And they don't even pay for, well, they travel. pay something, yeah. They don't pay for they travel. Pay stipend, no, they pay but not, not, a, not enough to cover that amount of travel. Yeah. They, they wanted him to travel to Philly without a car, and because he couldn't do it, he was held in contempt of court. Did they go and arrest him? No. They just or is he him. just not allowed in Philly anymore? He's, they find him. Hmm. He ended up not having to pay it, though, because my dad is from the old school way, which is they all know folks. So he just called up one of his judge friends and his lawyer friends, and they got the thing over the, the ruling overturned for being generally stupid. Yeah. Hey, you, you're unemployed and have no car. Come to Philly with no money. <laughs> Judge just kind of went. Uh, the, the judge at overturn was like, "Yeah, that's kind of dumb. No, you're not paying that fine." So while we were away, speaking of laws and rules, Ooh, the FCC approved the that new one net I, neutrality rules. That one I'm excited about. It says that you know ISPs cannot specifically block legal applications from accessing the internet. Like technically, even though a lot most people don't use it for it, uTorrent is a completely legal application. It is. It's a good one for open office and other such large items. Linux. It's a good one if you're if you're uh, like us working in uh, video game journalism because uh, half my press releases for the for the PR assets are on FTP servers or are or come to me via torrent torrents because mm-hmm. it's the easiest way to send stuff without yeah. spreading without killing your own internet access. I don't know how many times indie 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 companies that wanted to get me get my site press press assets have sent me a torrent file and said here it's, uh, we put it up on a torrent uh, download it there. I love how the Republican um, groups are already trying to overturn the net neutrality rules. Wait, but they can't. Well, Congress doesn't have authority over the FCC. The Congress is trying to pass a law that will rec- say that the FCC does not have the jurisdiction in order to create these laws. Yeah. Does Congress have that jurisdiction? Yes. They can pass a law that supersedes a, a civilian company's law. It's not really a civilian company. It's still a federal but yeah, group. They, they are above them in the scale of things. They I can, suppose yeah. so. They can pass a law that says, no, what they say doesn't matter. This we is created you. We can unmake you. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like about a two year. They can, they can do it for all sorts of stuff. Like about two years ago, they were considering uh, having the Marine Corps re- reabsorbed into the Navy, which is where they originally came from. Yep. Man, I hate to see a Navy Marine football game. 
But uh, well, I mean, Congress can do all with, sorts of with that. no Not offense intended to the services. It's that the Navy didn't want to become obsolete. It, it, that actually, no offense to the services and my other brothers and arms, but that actually is kind of true because every time something happens over there, the, the there's no there's no ocean in the middle of the of Iraq. There is no, no it's ocean. Not even that. There is no other country that can field a navy that can match ours. Yeah, to be fair, though, uh, most of the uh, planes that are used, like uh, F-16s, all that stuff, come from the navy. Yeah. Right. The most, and, all but that's, it, that's all the navy does is fly planes now. <laughs> the navy ships the army and the planes for the air force. Yeah. And, and carries marines. Become, like the, the mule of the armed services. That's cool, though, because soon you know the Army's going to take that tech, because um, I came up with the realization of the day when I was thinking about it, because uh, the Army is changing all of its, cl- its Class A uniforms, which are green, into the blue, just like the Air Force uses. What we do is we go, hey, other branches, that's a good idea, that's ours now. <laughs> that's how we got the digital camo, because we took that from the Marine Corps, we're taking the dress, the dress blues from the, uh, the uh, Air Force, we got the, our, the, our boat technology that we use for uh, beach landings from the Navy, <laughs> Mm-hmm. The army essentially co opts everything that you're from all the other part branches. of the armed forces of the same country. Yeah. We I mean, I'd rather them. hope they all share technologies, but. But it's a matter of uh, we the army, if you look at the budgeting, the army actually gets the most funding. That's the other problem. <laughs> because the army kind of does a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yep. Marine Corps is used for uh, initial invasions, that kind of thing. Uh, the, the the first smash and grab sort of thing. The Navy's used for launching boats and everything. They, the other three branches have their specialty. The Army's the jack of all trades, so they get the most funding. Hmm, I'm trying to think of where to go from here. Where to go from here? I'm, I want to pick the next topic. Because, all right, pick pick right. the next topic. I'm going to pick the next topic because it's completely random, and I, I want to talk about it because it's amazingly entertaining to me. All right. I want to talk about Tokyo and its and its video games on the urinals. Ah, the toilets. The toilets. I want to talk about toilets. Spelled T O Y L E T S. Toilets. I, we need to talk about this because it's it's entertaining for me because for no other reason than the captions that this article has are amazing. <laughs> Which, you think, there's a lot of crazy stuff that comes out of Japan, and normally it's from who knows what. It's just companies you can't even pronounce. But this is coming from Sega, for goodness sakes. The well, jo- you, I mean, Sega has kind of gone downhill, perhaps. Well, what do you think, I Dave? I played Sonic 4. It was really good. <laughs> Sega is making urinals that have built-in video monitors, which can interact with the t- with the urinal to play video games while you urinate. Let's roll down the list of the four games that they're they're testing out. There's Mannequin Piss, which is a simple measurement of urine produced. Graffiti Eraser, where you move your urine back and forth to remove paint. The North Wind and Her, a game where you play the wind, trying to blow a girl's skirt up. The stronger you pee, the stronger the wind blows. And Milk from Nose, a variation on sumo wrestling, where you try to knock the other player out of the ring using the strength of your flow. So it has milk spraying from your nose. The record of your pee is saved and used as the opponent for the next player. I love how you can save the information onto a USB drive. I don't. Oh, yeah. I'm I just for it to come back with like a drug analysis of your urine. I'm just afraid if somebody put in a nice big like 64 gigabyte USB drive in there and then accidentally dropping it into the urinal. Oh, because you're like, oh crap, that's like a 64 gigabyte USB drive. And it has my high score for graffiti eraser. 
One of the reasons I, I, I really kind of appreciate urinals is the lack of worry or concern about transmission of viruses, but this kind of removes that. Oh. oh. My, my problem with it is, is that the uh, graffiti one is, ti- is a time trial, so you're trying to beat the high score. I don't, I don't want to have to worry about peeing quickly. I just, that's supposed to be peeing the time should not me. Be that, uh, I don't need to be that competitive with my urine. <laughs> I know, like, when you're at a urinal, you don't really talk to the people next to you, but what happens if it's a multiplayer game? Do you want to, like, try and, like, talk to the person <laughs> to, to <laughs> try and get them like, off their game? Where would you want to put these? I'm thinking of putting of opening a coffee shop with one of these. <laughs> you put achievements on it, because then you'll just get repeat customers. <laughs> Your customers sitting there all day drinking mountains of coffee, so they have to pee. <laughs> What are you doing? I'm really trying to get that high score, man. It's just I think the best line in this is in that caption that I like I said it's gonna be my motto on anything I play right now. In fact I've already switched my Xbox Live motto to it, which is P P for victory. <laughs> oh my. So anybody okay, who's wait, in- wait, wait, wait for this. The other big innovation in it is that it will be making ads personalized. I'm sorry, but it's bad enough to stare at advertising in front of the because you can't really go anywhere when you're at the urinal. So you have to stare at the ads trapped. in front of you. Yeah. That's why now, when we go to drinks, they put up what they do is they update it with the sports page every day in a little frame above the urinal. Which is not yeah. bad. It's, but I, I don't know if I want to be sitting there watching digital ads. It's bad enough they're at the gas station. But at the I, urinal again, now, it's... I, I'm wondering if there's like sensors in there for the contents of your urine so that it will personalize the ads based on that. <laughs> I see you really like... Our uh, cranberry schnapps. You must really you? like poppy seed bagels. <laughs> <laughs> Come down to Joe's Deli. <laughs> Whenever you got the munchies. To us, it says that the toilets games will be on trial at their testing locations until the end of January 2011. I really want to know where these testing locations are. Probably in Akihabara. Oh... <laughs> uh, Oh, I love the last line of here. It says, um, just maybe we'll see more of these interactive bathroom shenanigans in our future. Fifteen years ago, Sega's market share fell into the crapper. It would only be fair if the crapper helped them get back on top again. Oh, that's... Yeah. Oh, man, that, that takes me back to my Left 4 Dead days where I would spend every game making bad puns. <laughs> Nothing wrong with making bad puns. Oh, man. That, that is crazy. And moving on from getting your thumb drive, uh, getting a virus on your thumb drive, and getting your system hacked while taking a uh, uh, while going pee, yes. we we have uh, the. Oh, there's uh, lots of hacking that's been going on. Hack. Yeah, yeah, all sorts of crazy hacks. So we'll we'll hit all three of them that I think we've got on here right now. Um, the first one is: it seems that researchers are able to hack the internet-enabled um, televisions that are coming out really easily. And so they can actually do man-in-the-middle attacks. So, yeah, it seems you might be having phishing attacks happen to you or might have your credit card number stolen if you're trying to buy something through your TV. Yeah. I'd be more concerned that they could like put things on my TV. Then it could intercept the signal coming back towards my television and then transmit what they want. So all of a sudden, I sit down to watch uh, like Big Bang Theory and all of a sudden a porno comes on. Which you'll probably get charged for. Yeah. Or all of the commercials are for uh, some Viagra or Cialis dealer. 
Oh, all, of the, uh, all of the all of the hypothetical hacks that they're talking about, though, tend to resemble fi- old phishing sites where it would be a fake page that looked legit. Which, if you're a man in the middle attack, you wouldn't be able to tell because you're yeah. thinking, "Oh, it's my TV. Who the heck's going to hack my TV? This Google page must be the legitimate Google page, or this website Why must is be Google the legitimate." Asking me for my credit card. <laughs> Not only ninety nine cents a search. It's part of Google's 10-year plan to take over the world. Yeah. Well, think about it. If I wanted to buy something on iTunes, or not iTunes, maybe like Hulu or something, and they wanted me to put in my credit card information, it probably will just put it through there. But then later I'll look at my bank statement going, wait a second. I didn't buy all this. Stupid TV. Damn you, TV. I trusted you. I trusted you. You betrayed me. So the PS3 also got hacked. And we're talking like a serious hack. Like they finally ripped the console open. Yeah, like this This one can Hard get everything hack. down to the basically the roots of the PS3. Sorry, so it's, excuse me, I'm emptying my hookah. <laughs> oh, it's completely legit. It's, it's for tobacco, but... Yeah, I don't know. I hear you like poppy seed bagels. <laughs> <laughs> I think you use a hookah for that, Andy. <laughs> Maybe you're using that to... Uh, I don't know. Although it's been really nice because I'm meeting all sorts of cool people at the stores because uh, most of the places that I have to go buy the tobacco board and the supplies are, are all Syrian and, and Middle Eastern shops. And a lot of them are just amazed at me. This tall, crazy-looking white guy is is getting into the entire thing. And I, I, One of the girls I work with, she pointed out, because like, she, she just got into playing uh, video games. Like she, her, she spends most of her time talking to me about, like, how, how do you get past Wave X on zombies on uh, Black Ops? And I'm telling her, she's like, I'm like, do you know where to get a good double apple, to, apple tobacco for my hookah? Oh, yeah. And then yesterday she makes this joke. She's like, it's really funny, Jay. I'm like, what's that? She's like, I'm becoming more of a nerd, and you're becoming more Syrian. <laughs> <laughs> it all works out. So, yeah, this PS3 hack will allow you to, you can um, basically play fake games, and it's regardless of the firmware needed to play the game also, so this is... It's really interesting to me, because it was the last thing I expected to get hacked, because, like, Sony's not, let's be honest, Sony's not that great at preventing their stuff from getting hacked, I don't, their PSP has been a joke when it comes to it, forever. Yeah, and they, they... what was it, the Air Force was using a bunch of PS3s with Linux on them for supercomputing? Mm-hmm. The so uh, it, PS3 was having issues in the Middle East because they found out that you can modify a PS3 to control missiles. Oh! So, But this one, it seems, is now gets down to the root of the problem. Uh-huh. I like uh-huh. roots of... Roots, roots of. To, to explain it to folks, because that was an obscure joke for not anybody but no, the we've, we've the talked about roots before. Uh, yeah. So going from one hack to another, the map, the Mac Apple yeah, the Mac App Store was just released earlier this week, and after being open for twenty four hours. Methods of getting around Apple's DRM were already hitting the web. Some of these were actually pretty easy to, to, to look at. It, you take an app that's free. You basically dig around in there to find the section that says it's free. Then you get an app and you get the application file for something that's paid, like Angry Birds. 
and you take that bit of application that's free that says it's free and you put it into the application for Angry Birds. So the Mac just thinks, oh, Angry Birds is free now and you can run Angry Birds for free. It's a brilliant, simple idea. Everyone, how to hack Andy. Good job. Well, I'm just saying how the hack works. It's even a link in the article saying developers looking for advice on how to avoid falling this particular hack trap might want to take a look here. So now it also can um, tell you how to fix it. It's all about code validation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love how it's been, it was only open for 24 hours and people are already like, yep, hacked. hacked. Mm. Speaking of apples, what kind of phone do you guys use? <laughs> G2s. G2s. Oh, you guys are cooler than me because I still have the iPhone. Um, ah, but which is, this is not actually on the list. Um, Verizon yeah. supposedly is going to be having the iPhone on the 11th. Again? No, actually, it was announced recently at CES. Well, it wasn't officially announced. Uh, the New York Times leaked that Verizon's going to have the announcement on a special press event on the 11th. But, uh, yeah, Apple Apple, and I have issues right now, which is uh, I was almost late for work today because I don't have a proper alarm clock at my house. So, so you use your iPhone? Yep. Wait, it, you haven't fixed it yet? or it I did just... fix it now, but... At the time, I was late for work. <laughs> yes, because on they had a stupid bug that said on uh, January second of two thousand eleven, your phone, your alarm will not go off for no reason. Which, for those of us who remember the um, daylight savings time problem that the iPhone had with alarms. Now, um, this is not the same bug because that one was for a specific alarm. Um, now, this one is, um, the other one was based on recurring alarms, and more, the other, this one's not based on non-recurring alarms, but it's basically the same problem that the alarm would not work. But it was only on that one day, like January 3rd, it fixed itself. Yeah. But I didn't have to work on January 3rd. I didn't have to work on January 1st. I had to open up the store on January 2nd. Which, it didn't work. No, and, and that's when the store didn't open for an extra half hour. Oops. Oh, well. So what also went down around New Year's was Skype. Skype yes. went down and went down hard, which was no problem Massive. for us. because I never recall this because I was trying to talk to people. <laughs> the oh, good thing man. that Andy and I decided to put a random topic recap up last Because <laughs> we probably would not have been able to record. I mean, it was because Skype was down that we couldn't record. Right, Andy? Dave, did you read my uh, posting with the random top recaps saying that you It was because Skype was down. Right, Andy? Andy said he's trying to get you to say yes. Don't say anything besides yes. Don't say yes. That's what I heard. Okay. Okay. Well, Andy (laughs) fails. So what else do you got? Dave, pick something on the list. Pick something on the list. Uh, Amazon App Store. Yes. Amazon is trying to battle Google for Android apps. I don't know how well this is going to work. It won't. Because they're coming out with an Amazon I mean, it, App it Store might, for Android. I, I yeah. just I don't, I don't see it. Humble like Indie Bundle? The, oh, the, the Humble Indie Bundle? Humble Indie mm-hmm. Bundle 2. This was the second one, and it raised one point eight million dollars. This 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 story ple- that pleases me a lot because uh, 
yeah, I enjoy playing the AAA titles and all that craziness, but I am, I'm a huge, huge fan of anything indie when it comes to gaming because indie, indie games tend to be able to do so much more. So, just so, so much more. Well, we actually talked and, to some of the developers of these games because Os- Osmos was on there, as was Machinarium. Yeah. You know what the only downside to uh, the Humble Indie Bundle this year is? What? What's that? Purchased four, two, uh, three out of the five games already. Before yeah, I actually had like two of them already as well. Like Machinarium was one of the ones I have because I love point-and-click adventures. Oh, that was such a fun point-and-click oh, adventure too. I'm stuck on like the fourth level. <laughs> Last year the same thing happened because I had Samroth too already. Hmm. But uh, things like this to me shows how much an indie game can do, how well an indie game can do. Even though you could argue with this, oh, it's just because you could set your own price, but it shows that how many people want indie games because of the fact that, like I said, indie games are indie developers are will take more risk when it comes to gameplay mechanics and storyline because they don't have the big budgets for a marketing campaign like, let's say, Black Ops has, so they have to make their make their dime on making the game genuinely fun. Yep, man, I really love whoever the number two contributor was. Because it's anonymous, and they donated $5,555.55. Okay. Some of the other top ten people are just literally like, playonlive.com. No, one of those top five people is one of the, is, is one of the biggest success stories in indie gaming. Which the one? Minecraft guy. Notch. Notch? Yep. Oh, yeah. you're right. Notch number five, who was for a while the top uh, donator. But Notch He's is, the guy who did Minecraft. Yep, Minecraft is one of those stories that proves that people want people want actual fun games. He, he, the, Minecraft proves that you don't need fancy graphics or some crazy backstory to to make a game that people will play. The man's made like something like, if I remember correctly, one point seven five million dollars U.S. and he made the game by himself in his garage. Yeah. Um, and it's not even fully released yet. It's only in beta now. Just and like already made that money. Well, it's like. Yep. Minecraft being in beta is like Gmail being in beta. No, After a while, if you actually read his not. dev blog, he actually has this list of like sixty some more, sixty four more things that he's currently working on for the game. Oh, yeah. Like if you, if you go into Minecraft, you can actually check out what he has on his list for to make stuff to add to the game. It's not like one of these things where he only has one or two things left. No, he has a big list left of stuff he wants. Like he wants to make it so um, you can't have land masses that are just floating in the sky without. Uh, or whatever uh, onyx without onyx veins on them. If they don't have onyx veins, they'll just fall out of the sky too. Once have like a gravity mechanic for uh, the ground and all sorts of other crazy stuff. Hmm. Well, there goes everybody's floating cities. The top, the top yep. of my list that I want him to add is I want him to make the Nether portals work in multiplayer. Yes, you can uh, you can do a server mod to make it work, but I want it to just work. You know what I'm saying? Nope, because neither of us play in Minecraft. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm such a big not Minecraft nerd that my emblem in uh my, my emblem in Black Ops is the creeper from Minecraft. <laughs> hey, whatever works. The, what is my emblem in for my Xbox? I think it's like the BBC America sign or something like that. No, in, in Black Ops you can make your you have like twelve layers to work with and you can make your own individual emblems just for that game. So when, oh. and you can slap it on the side of your gun and. When, so it's kind of like Forza Three. Yeah, you could just when, okay. When you kill people, they see the emblem. When they pay, if you have it on the side of your gun, if they pick up your weapon, they see it. Gotcha. I, I made mine the creeper because the creeper in Minecraft sneaks up on people and blows them up, and that's kind of what I do. Ah, clever. <laughs> only like three people that I've played with since I made it made that my emblem. Only like three people have been like, "That's the creeper from Minecraft." 
Oh, I'm Everybody sure others like, have noticed. What is that? It's just they don't say anything. Well, well, you know, it's it's. I, I don't think it's that so much because I've noticed that seven out of ten times people tend to be either PC or console. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially uh, for like Call of Duty. There's not a lot of people that are both. Like myself, I'm both. I play games on the PC and I play games on the console. I tend, I play, most of my PC games are indie games. Most of my con, my console games is where I play my AAAs. Just because yeah. I can't do first-person shooters with a keyboard and mouse because I lack the dexterity. Hmm. Stupid one-up ads. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at the, um, speaking of PC gaming, Microsoft Windows 8 supposedly is going to be gamer-friendly, I guess. Uh, weren't they promising that for 7? Yeah, they were. But now they are um, okay. folks really are, promising it for 8. No, here's we'll the believe thing. That the difference is, 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 is in Windows 7, they, were, they, were, they had a little focus in gaming, but they were still trying to make it uh, good for all purposes. Windows 8 the, is, is... It's it, no longer Vista operating system? Yeah. Windows 8 is going to be streamlined for gaming. Which... I, I don't understand how it could be streamlined for gaming because most of the gaming stuff that you have to worry about is RAM, video cards. Exactly. What it would be is it'd be a, in my in my opinion, what they would do is uh, make it a more lightweight operating system, which they probably would want to do anyway for the tablets and netbooks yep. that are coming out. Especially figure, if you looked at CES this year, oh my god, the tablets were everywhere. They make a lightweight operating system that's super lightweight. They can modify it only slightly, and they'll, it'll be more cost-effective for them because they can use a slightly modified version of their lightweight system and put it on their tablets and phones and stuff. So they're not spending money making four operating systems, one for tablets, one for phones, one for the PC, one for whatever else. They can make one operating system and have it work on all of them. Right? My only question is if they're going to try and compete against Steam rather than just saying, okay, we're going to have the, we're going to have the baseboard, and Steam can run on top of it. Just, uh, it'll be, this is what's going to happen. Microsoft is just going to, you know what, just do Steam. Here, <laughs> yeah, I was say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something right now. Any, any, uh, anybody that has this idea that's listening to this podcast, don't try and compete with Steam. Don't. Yeah. Even, well, even you know, hum- I don't know. Stardock has held their own with Impulse. Not, not as much as Steam has. <laughs> no, uh, but it's, you know, it's, like, it's like saying don't compete with Walmart. No, because even, individual, in, even independent releases, Humble Indie Bundle, you can get on Steam. Right. Everything it's like can, saying don't compete everything with Walmart. Everything that's anything you can get at Steam. I, there are stuff I can't get at Walmart. I can't get any uh, DVDs or CDs that are that are adult rated. Like, and I don't mean like porn. I mean, you know, I can't get an R-rated movie at uh, Walmart. <laughs> I can't get uh, oh, half the CDs that I, uh, I mean, I don't get CDs. Yeah, Walmart would only carry the, the radio edit version of CDs. Yeah, right. Well, but, you know, League of Legends which isn't on Steam. There are games that aren't on Steam. That they are too and far between, but there are games. Yeah. Yeah, most of those games are not on Steam for specific reasons, like uh, the fact that League of Legends uses its own servers and all that stuff. Right. But I still have my shortcut for League of Legends. I still have my shortcut for League of Legends and Steam. <laughs> that seems a little weird, but I, I have all my games no, no, shortcuts in Steam because it's yeah. one place I can look and find all my games. <laughs> Steam has done a, Valve rather has done a very good job with Steam, but I, I, I'd actually encourage people to compete with Steam because competition will drive innovation. That is true. I think it all comes down to, I actually had a similar debate the other day of uh, Steam, it involved Steam and a bunch of other things where uh, I was on a podcast, another podcast where there was a big debate about, uh, somebody said that within the next five years, 
when it comes to gaming, it will be 100% digital distribution. Yeah, I could see it. I, I can't. Psychologists I can't. will tell you that people need to have a physical, that a lot of people need to have that physical product in their hands. Plus, let's say you have to do a distribution for everything. What if their servers goes down or that company goes out of business? Well, that it's always the classic thing of that what happens when when the world uh, ends. The reason I can't see it is that the consoles won't let it go. Really, the amount of stuff that you can get is digital Xbox Live Arcade, the it's PS3. But I don't think it'll be in five years. Oh, there's plenty of time, especially with the increase of bandwidth speed, that it will work in five years. Yeah. Speaking of which, Monday Night Combat was released on Steam. Ah. The problem with that is I've already gotten on Xbox, and I love the guys to death, but I will not repurchase it because I don't... I, one, it goes I back don't. to that entire thing I said before about I can't play shooters on the PC because I like the dexterity. That's true. You, you know, you could always just plug in a uh, 360 controller. I could, but why do that when I can just play the 360? Um, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> Point J. <laughs> All, All right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking at it. There's some other things there where Apple's going to finally put a USB port on the t- iPad. There's a bunch yeah, of things with the cars in there that you want to look at. Some of them are really interesting, especially if you have a high-end car. That I want, I want an iPad. I really do. I Toast, Brent Toast has had one at Tax Prime, and I spent most of my evenings messing around with it. I could see it. We also wound up using it like a Microsoft Surface because there were some games that, uh, that uh, it really helped if you were playing with another person. <laughs> Because it's like the, um, the the Scrabble version where you could use the iPad as the board and then everybody's iPhones and iPod touches would be have their... Their letter uh, X. But it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't like that. There was just like, a, I forget what, what the name of the game is, but it involves landing airplanes and helicopters and all sorts of craziness. Flight like, controller. Yeah, flight controller. We found out that that game gets ten times easier if you have one other person playing with it. <laughs> yeah, bad. I could I could so see that. Cheaters. that, that went, it's not cheating. It's turning. It's Cheaters. taking. It's taking a single player experience and making it multiplayer, which increases you know interactivity. It's not cheating. Cheaters. I wonder if the Android version, which is called uh, Air Traffic Controller or something like that, can do multi-touch. I'll have to look at that. Yeah, we multi-touched that all up in our hotel room. It was it was a good time. It was right up around the time when we started making random notes for Team Canada's door. <laughs> Backstory on that to get some context. Uh, right next to us was small lady and a bunch of the other Canadians, and they had the Canadian flag on their doorway. And over the course of Pact Prime, uh, so many people just started attaching random notes for uh, on their door. At one point, I, I sat down as a joke and I drew an American flag on a post-it note, and underneath it, I wrote "Get out" <laughs> and put it on their doorway. And then uh, Jim, Jim, uh, who, who does that, uh, fa- that fantastic site, even though he hasn't updated it since October, Fallart, he wrote, uh, he, he drew a Fallart, uh, Canadian flag and put it up there. Oh my. Uh, the Android version does not support multi-touch, Andy. Oh. It does not su- support multiplayer experiences. See? See? Hey, it's still a yeah. fun game. My high score is still something like 150. My favorite game on any of those things will always be the one that everybody has as a favorite game. Angry Birds. Oh, yeah. I'm all about Angry Birds. I'm trying to think of what my high score is on my phone for the air traffic controller. But anyway, we should probably hit the games, Dave. All right. What do we got? Um, Fallout and Ooh. Grand Theft Auto, which was kind of funny because we did not set it up like this. It just happened in alphabetical order that the Fallout series and Grand Theft Auto came basically right next to each other, and we both put them down. So Fallout, we both played Fallout 3. I'm still playing Fallout 3. 
I've finished Fallout 3. I've still got Fallout 1, Fallout 2, and Fallout Tactics that I still want to play. And, well, New Vegas, of course. What about Brotherhood of Steel, huh? Oh, I've, I've got, I gave, I got the Game of the Year edition, which had all the, um, all the expansions. It's not, it's, no, it's, it's a, uh, Brotherhood of Steel was a standalone game made for the original Xbox that was a top-down hack and slash. That's not Fallout. <laughs> it was in the Fallout universe. It's from Bethesda. It's from Bethesda. That's not right. It says Fallout. That's not right. <laughs> If I go to the Fallout wiki, I see Fallout, Fallout 2, Fallout 3, New Vegas, Tactics. Oh, there is Brotherhood of Steel. Damn it. What? There goes your argument right out the window. J, one point. <laughs> I'm just racking up some points today. Uh, Let's go for a high score, gentlemen. <laughs> get in a uh, you got to show up a lot more often. Mo and Johnny. Achievement unlock. School the guys and random access podcasts. <laughs> oh, man. I I kind of want to play New Vegas though because it seems like it would be more in line with the Fallout universe. This than is this is what DC. I was talk- this is what I was talking about earlier about how when most people think about the fifties, which is you know that's just, yeah it takes place in the future, but the aesthetic is all nineteen fifties uh, nuclear family kind of thing. When I think about the fifties era, I don't really think about DC. I think about that Vegas lifestyle, that the, the Rat Pack, you know, Sammy Davis Jr., all that kind of craziness. Yeah, you and, just think Vegas is more in line with that than DC ever was. Yeah, you think of that that time. You think of the Cadillac with the big, huge fins, or maybe those GM turbine cars. Yeah, and you can see those a lot better in Vegas than you can in Arlington. No, I've I've played all the Fallout games because I I love the Fallout series to death. And I will say that out of all of them, a lot of people have been yelling about how Fallout New Vegas is like an expansion pack, and I'm like. No, it took about the same amount of time if you did everything, because I, I did almost every side mission I could while staying with my alignment, and uh, it's it's a pretty long game. It's one, it, Just like Fallout 3, it, 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 the game takes as long as you want it to take. Yeah, you, you can breeze through Fallout 3 pretty quickly if, if you, you know if you what you're doing. If you do the main quests in Fallout 3, you could do it in 20 hours. Yeah. And if, if you, you do... stick to just the main quests. <laughs> Which is hard to do. There's just so much stuff in Fallout. Oh my goodness! I, mean, then again, I have more quests than I know what to do with at this point. I'm just walking around, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh, quest! Oh shit! It's in the other the, direction." My favorite things are when people take those games and make their own challenges for it. Like the guy that made it through Fallout Three without killing a single person. Yeah, I think that that wasn't Fallout Three. That was Vegas, wasn't it? No, I think somebody did it in Fallout Three. But oh man, I don't know if I could do that. But it's also just like speaking of sort of the sandbox multi-questing games. Grand Theft Auto Two was. Oh man, I played. I've been a fan of Grand Theft Auto since the very first top-down game, a long, long time ago. But oh man, love Grand Theft I mean, Auto. To be fair, my kill count in New Vegas is very low because I put uh, so many of my skill points into uh, speech and in other things that made it so I very. Re- I only had to fire a shot if I was shot at. <laughs> That's what I would always do with the my guy in Fallout. Is I would be like, I'm not going to kill you if you don't kill me. But as soon as you shoot me, you're a dead man. Oh, because all my points were in speech, barter, and pistols. <laughs> <laughs> I could draw on you faster than you could blink and, and pop your head with a magma, with a with a little nine millimeter. But ninety percent of the time, I didn't have to do that because I could talk you into doing whatever I wanted. It's kind of like me in real life. Yay! <laughs> I do believe it was Santa that I, I do believe it was Dave that said 
Wow, we have the two most charismatic PAX people here in the room right now. Nero, yeah, you and Mo. <laughs> Me and Nero. Between the two of you, you could talk your way into a federal office with very Nero and I will just one day roam the countryside in nice suits, and we will make a living just talking to folks. Talking folks out of their, their good services and monies. I believe that's <laughs> called being a con man. More <laughs> <laughs> <Nor> legit. What? <laughs> No, no, David, it's not being a con man. Oh, okay. Exactly, that's what will happen. You guys are con us. No, see, Dave, what, you say, what, what you're understanding is is we, we can't make people give us things. They have to have, at least have the idea that they want to give it to us first. And if they want to give it to us, we're not con men. We're just taking their uh, offer. We're like, yes, we'll take that off your hands. Stop being a con artist. That, that's helping people. Well, that makes sense. That's helping relieve people of the goods and services that they no longer need. I'm just wondering when White Collar is going to come back on TV. <laughs> oh, that was a good show. It makes me think of a no, my a better show than that for me was always uh, The Riches. Ah, of The Riches. You can't go wrong with a, a TV show that stars Eddie Azard. <laughs> no, you can't actually. I don't. Yeah, no. All right, so random topic. I rolled ahead of time. And it is, if you were teaching a college course, would you accept a submission written out by hand in crayon, assuming that all other parts of the paper were perfect? I'm going to go I, last, because I've been dominating the conversation. Dave, are you trying to find your loophole? Well, it, it, I've, it's not really a loophole, it's just, I need clarification. Is this just a random college course, or am I teaching math or English, or what? You're teaching a college course. My math class... Whatever. If I give them a, a worksheet and they turn it back to me in crayon, okay. Uh, but if you're but teaching if an English like a, course? Well, if it's a written assignment, right? If it's give me answers and sentences, it's got, I'm, I'm going to require it to be typed. It's not a question of whether it's crayon or pen. I want it typed. So you're saying you don't like to read people's handwriting? Absolutely not. <laughs> Mr. Math Teacher. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. How good's your handwriting, Dave? It's awful, which is why I always typed my homeworks. <laughs> I've always been a fan of if the content's right, it doesn't matter what it's in, if that makes sense. Like, if your content's good, it doesn't matter what, t- what form of media you're doing it in. So if, if you got... Because who knows what happens? Maybe the person um, dog ate the homework. Guy found this out on the way to class. He needed to rewrite everything, but all he had was his little sister's Crayola well, then I give, and a piece of I, paper. I, I'm not. That's not in the parameters of the. Say, uh, like, okay, take it home and retype it. But I want it typed. Yeah. I would. It's about the standard. It's about the standard. If if it's okay for him to just hand in whatever he wants, then everybody can just hand in whatever they want, and then it's chaos. <laughs> Cats and dogs living together. together. Yeah. Yeah, it's chaos. It's all about having that standard. You have to understand, when you're in college, you're supposed to be taking it to the next level. Crayon is not the next level. It's, it's Crayon back a is level. a step backwards. <laughs> you're supposed several. to be getting prepared for the professional world. I want you to hand in you know, a, a, a report to your boss at work in Crayon and see what happens. Probably wouldn't go over very well. Exactly. That's what college, college is meant to prepare you for that next step. Crayon is not okay for that next step. Therefore, it's not okay to hand it as a paper. Unless you work at the Crayola factory. No, no. My dad worked at the Crayola factory. No. <laughs> All right, Jay, before we go, um, 
any website you would like to plug? No, not at all. Yes, ssx-360.com. Uh, check it out. We're always doing contests. we got news. We're uh, putting out a lot more original content these days, like my favorite article that I've ever written, which is an open letter to the people banned from Xbox Live and explaining exactly why they're dumb for complaining about why they were banned. Um, Okay. And then also keep your eye on it for news about Gamers Gone Wild with Too Old to Play and SFX 360. It's, I said it earlier, I'm going to say it again. It's Friday, March 11th, 8 p.m. till 2 a.m. at the MKT in Boston. Okay. Well, Jay, thank you very much for guesting. Thank you. What? I said thank you. Oh, I thought you said okay. ragu. And I'm like... Yes, I would love some ragu. Please Pasta. drive from Michigan to Pennsylvania and deliver ragu to me. <laughs> so Andy, what I need you to do <laughs> Go get some pasta sauce <laughs> Andy, what I need you to do Is tell me what website I work for SFX-360.com There you go Yes Progress Alright, now we can end the recording Because I got it right Alright <laughs>